Will They Find a Home? Sponsored by Geico. Steve is intrigued by the paranormal. Otherworldly spirits really make a house a home, you know? Janice has different taste. I'd like my house to not be haunted. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Steve and Janice found a renovated Victorian that's only haunted from 9 to 5. Okay, wife's home. Y'all gotta bounce. Bye, Steve. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. From the basement of the Bob and Tom Studios, it's that Josh Arnold podcast. Oh, hello. How are you? My goodness. Nice to see you. Oh, boy. The first week. It's February. It is February. And uh, it's Groundhog Day. How about that? Um, boy, oh boy. I, I, I sure am glad you're you're joining me uh, again or for the first time uh, this week because my guest is a powerhouse of talent. And uh, boy, I mean, I, I just don't think the entertainment world would be the same. If it weren't for this person, of course, I'm talking about you. That's right. You are my guest this week. Thank you for being here. Oh, you look good. I hope you're feeling good as well. And uh, uh, boy, I got to be honest. um, It's a little. Remember that lady last week? She was working in the basement uh, here. She was going through like some banker's boxes, looking through files. She's still here. And. Last week, I didn't have to really bring her up because she, uh, I mean, I mentioned her, but I didn't, she was kind of working far enough away, but now her, like, files are real close to me. She's in the bathroom, I guess, now or something, but she's, she's like, real close to me, and that, so if I start whispering or whatever, it's, I, it's, yeah, I, hey, she's back, she's back. Um, huh? No, 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 I, um. Well, yes, I was. I was. I mentioned that you, there was another person down here with me. Why? And what's your name? I'm Josh. No, what's your? I I don't see why that's um, uh, none of my business. I was just asking. I mean, if you're going to be down here next, well, you don't need to. HR. There's no. Re- uh, okay, just you work, and I'll do my. Yeah. See, I knew it. I knew this was going to be weird. Uh, but I think we'll be able to power. Through no, no, not you're not weird. This situation for okay. Um, anyway, uh, February 2nd, Groundhog Day. Uh, it's kind of fun, isn't it? Um, I mean, most people love the movie and uh, Groundhog Day, <laughs> I've always found amusing. I like the ceremony of it, I like uh, you know, the dudes in top hats and <laughs> up on their on their 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 dais or whatever, and they're all looking at the groundhog and they go, Oh, yeah, he saw the shadow and uh. Uh, I think that's kind of fun and, um, but I don't, I never buy it. I mean, it doesn't matter what the ground it's February 2nd. If you tell me, uh, we're going to have six weeks more of winter, I'd go, yeah, we sure are because that would take us into mid March and uh, still pretty cold in, in a lot of the, uh, the country. So, um, but, uh, not interested in your, uh, prognosis there. Groundhog, uh, just be cute. But uh, anyway, I hope uh, your February is off to a good uh, a good start. Real quick, I'd like to mention uh, our sponsor 
for the week. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, this week's sponsor, bread. Oh, boy, don't you just love bread? Maybe you're at a restaurant and uh, you're pretty hungry and you, you're looking at the menu and, oh, if that server doesn't bring out a basket of bread, some kind of uh, <laughs> bread for you to enjoy there. Maybe maybe with some pats of butter. Uh, oh, man, oh, man, you can dig in there while you're deciding what kind of uh, meal to have. And, uh, hey, if it weren't for bread, we, we wouldn't have sandwiches, would we? Or if we did, uh, maybe, the, you know, they'd be something uh, uh, less, less uh, appetizing. Right? You'd have uh, a ham sandwich uh, between two fish or uh, <laughs> something like that. And, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, you can do many. There are many types of bread, that's for sure. You got your, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to take the next 18 minutes to list them. You've got uh, a white and wheat. <laughs> uh, you can make many things out of bread. Holy cow, stuffing. We wouldn't have that if it weren't for bread. Uh, now this, you know, not everybody's going to be on board with this next one, but it happens to be a favorite of mine. Bread pudding. Oh, I'm a fan. And my grandma used to make uh, chocolate bread pudding that was just amazing. And she gave me the recipe before she died. And uh, I don't have it anymore. I don't know where I put it. So I will never have that again because I don't have the recipe. And uh, she selfishly died. So... Um, man, oh man, but I loved it. Loved it. And she knew it. She would, she would, uh, often, sometimes I would house sit for her or dog sit for her. She would go, uh, on, um, little, uh, trips with her senior citizen friends. They would get on a bus and they would go to Memphis for two days or they would go to, uh, Tuscaloosa or whatever and, and gamble at some of the casinos. And, um, uh, is it Tuscaloosa? What's the thing near me? Whatever. So, um, and I would house sit and then watch her dog, and uh, she would leave me a nice glass casserole dish of, of chocolate bread pudding. Oh, oh, I love you, Grandma. So, uh, bread can do, uh, and you know what? Sometimes you've got leftover bread there, don't you? And you can uh, you can feed ducks or, uh, or whatever. <laughs> All I'm saying is, uh, bread. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty great. Why don't you enjoy some bread this week? And, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for writing in with the questions and suggestions. Um, and, uh, well, we got another submission this week. It's a, it's a good one for, uh, the first trip we're going to take this week. Uh, together. Let's uh, go ahead and hop on board the train here and make our way to Vocabulary Station. Ah. Boy, you know what I love about this train ride? It's uh, winter out uh, here and uh, uh, it's the heat is going in the, in the boxcar or, or well, the uh, whatever. And um, uh, I've got the windows down. So I'm getting the nice, the heat, the comfort of the heat. And I'm also getting uh, a cold uh, breeze from the window. It's it's a it's quite a combination. It's I'm gonna say exhilarating. Uh, oh, but I see that we're here. We've arrived at uh, vocabulary station. I dropped my pen. I'm going to pick it up. Uh, just give me one second. Oh, how about that? I uh, the engineer um, wanted us to to. I guess some people are sleeping and really wanted to wake up those who want to stop off at Vocabulary Station. 
and um, uh, uh, to make sure we knew. I'm just going to take a sip of water here. Oops. I knocked over my water. I'm, I'm just going to clean this up uh, real quick. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm not quite done. Okay, all right. Now I'm just going to take these soggy paper towels to the trash can. <laughs> That's why I have a producer, folks, to keep me <laughs> from uh, wringing all the fun and joy out of a running gag, which, uh, boy, I, I will happily do. So uh, thank you, Jason. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, boy. Hey, we at the very least, we have fun, huh? So, vocabulary station. Today's word, this week's word, uh, sent in by Ben from Kalamazoo. I got a gal in Kalamazoo. Zoo, zoo. Anyway, uh, that is the, um, everybody has to sing that in Kalamazoo. Did you know that? The mayor of Kalamazoo sings it the first of every month. He comes out on a podium there outside the city hall. And okay, boy, I hope you guys, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm in rare form today, so I hope you're prepared. Anyway, Ben wrote in uh, with a word that I wasn't familiar with, but it turns out I was. And here's what I mean. The, uh, the word he sent me is crazy old. And uh, you know how we love that. We love the antiquated words and we love uh, the obscure words. So this is perfect. But it's so old that there's been, it's sort of been replaced by another version of this word. And I was familiar with that other version. So the word he sent in is nictate. And, uh, oh, Ben, bless you. You gave these great, um, these great examples of how to use nictate. And I, you know what? I'm going to give you the examples first, and you can probably guess as to what nictate means. His first example, you must resist the urge to nictate to win a staring contest. Oh, how about that? That's your first clue. Number two, the doctor instructed me to nictate after using the antibiotic eye drops. That's right. Now, some of you, I bet most of you are saying, well, it means to blink. And, yeah, you're half right. And what I mean by that is it typically means to wink. Um, it Nictate could be used for winking or blinking. However, the word that it sort of evolved into, and I don't understand why it evolved in. Oh, I, actually, I, I, uh, I, I bet I do. Um, it would be a guess, but I will tell you what my guess is. The word that I was familiar with is nictitate. So it's added a... Um, well, I'll spell it out. It's added a uh, another it. Wait a minute. <laughs> Nictate and no, yeah, it's added an it in there. So you got a tit right there in the middle. If you're giggling, then you are listening to the right show. So uh, nictate became nictitate, um, which means primarily to wink. If somebody were to tell me. If somebody blinked both eyes and they said, oh, I just nictitated, I would say, yeah, yeah, you did. I wouldn't, I'm not going to argue with you. But, um, and it's weird that I knew the word nictitate. I only knew it from, 
<laughs> I'm such a nerd. The uh, I like to watch Shark Week, and I would often Shark Week. What I love about it is you watch the cool shows, and a lot of times it leads you into looking up other things, like um, other stuff about the ocean or whatever. And I remember reading about sharks, and one of the uh, attributes they have, physical attributes, is they've got this weird eyelid. That uh, they don't close their eyes, but this weird clear eyelid comes up and it can protect their eyes, but they can still see through it. So it would almost be like if our eyelids were clear, we could still see even though we uh, we were protecting our eyes at the same time. And that's called a nictitating membrane. And um, so when I first saw that nictate became nictitate, I went, oh, of course, because sharks have that nictitating membrane. So... (laughs) I'm guessing that the reason there are two words, like I said, this is a guess, is that it's just they both come from the same root, like Latin root, nick, I don't know, who, nictase or nictar or whatever it would be. And nictate was used by, um, I don't know, some group of people. And then nictitate is used by another. And then, so whatever. So that's my guess. But man, what great word. So I say use either nictate or nictitate. And Ben, oh. Thank you for the submission. A good word. Um, nictitate. Boy, oh boy. Maybe maybe you you feel the urge to uh, nictitate when you uh, you're feeling a little flirty, huh? You see uh, a gal or a guy there across the bar, and you want to let them know, hey, I like what you're selling, and uh, yeah, you give them uh, well, you nictate or you nictitate in their direction. How about that? Try that with your uh, boss sometime this week. Uh, (laughs) Or your teacher. Anything like that. Hey, speaking of teachers, I got a good letter um, uh, from a gentleman who um, worked at a movie theater. And uh, I think I was saving that for another podcast. Um, But he, uh, he mentioned at the end of the letter he wanted to know... Whatever happened to Mrs. Bestian, or as uh, my friends and I in junior high would call her, she was our, our pre-algebra teacher, Mrs. Brestian, because she, uh, well, she was well endowed in that area. So um, he asked if I ever looked her up <laughs> and if she's like a hot cougar now. Um, a fair question. I haven't. I have not looked up Mrs. Bestian, but I do uh, still have fond memories of uh or class, I couldn't tell you a thing about pre-algebra, uh, but that's also because I just have no interest in math at all, um, so therefore I just didn't care and did bad in it. Uh, but if you were to uh, walk into the classroom you would, and, and look at me sitting at my desk, you would go, that is the most focused uh, young man I have ever seen because... I don't think my eyes ever left <laughs> Mrs. Bastion. <laughs> uh, so you would think that I was intently listening to her lessons. Uh, I wasn't. I was I'm certainly staring at her and being uh, polite and behaved, but I uh, my mind was elsewhere. Uh, still with Mrs. Bastion. Anyway, uh, boy, remember those? Uh, ah, maybe we'll talk about that in another podcast, the, the, the junior high. <laughs> Junior high days. All right. Nice trip to uh, Vocabulary Station. And, uh, well, that brings us right on to what I enjoyed this week. 
Oh, listen to that. Holy cow, who's that walking down the street? Why, it's it's Miss Bastion. Oh, you still look good, and uh, you were always very kind to me, even though you knew I sucked at math, and um, it's good to see you. All right, well, you take care, and uh, I, uh, I hate to see you leave, but I'd love to see you go. You know what I mean? Okay. So, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, we're just going to let the whole thing play, I think. Because uh, we're still looking. We're still watching. The- yeah, that's right. Yes. Yep, we're still here. Have a good one, Mrs. B. All right. <laughs> Dropped my damn pen again. <laughs> uh, what I enjoyed this week, besides that little bit of reminiscing there, go bring me back to my rather... Um, uh, <laughs> creepy junior high days. I, uh, this is an interesting one for me. I enjoyed a handful of things as I do every week, and I like to share them with you because I think all too often um, we uh, tend or, or we can get in the bad habit of talking about uh, things that we didn't like or, or always, you know, uh, complaining about something we saw and didn't care for, that kind of thing. I like to celebrate the stuff I really enjoyed, and uh, there were quite a few things. But this week's a little different because it's something that I've enjoyed the last couple months, and it's something that I enjoyed a couple decades ago. But I just finished it again. Uh, you know what I mean? So I just finished it this week, so I think it counts. So what I enjoyed this week is a book, and uh, oh, I bet many of you have read it, and uh, I, I hope you enjoyed it. Cold Mountain by Charles Frazier. I read it when it first came out in like 97 or something uh, around there because I, I – I was a freshman or sophomore in college, and it came out, and one of my professors sort of raved about it, and I was reluctant to read it at first because I thought it was a popular fiction along the lines of like a Bridges of Madison County or something, something that might be, you know, okay, but nothing um, uh, too amazing, and uh, I ended up reading it and go, no, 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 this isn't, this is popular, popular, <laughs> boy, oh boy, I, um... Yeah, yeah, I certainly, certainly deserved that. Uh, <laughs> um, I uh, this is popular literature, is what I was trying to say. This is not only is it uh, universally appealing and accessible, but it um oh it is so well written and so lovely. Cold Mountain. You you may have seen the movie. I remember seeing the movie after uh, I'd read the book. Or well, the movie came out. Jeez, uh, I don't know, late '90s or something, and early I don't know, early 2000s. And uh, I could start researching some of this stuff, but that's no fun, is it? Uh, that's a good flick. Jude Law, Nicole Kidman, and uh, Renee Zellweger, who was terrific in it, and she ended up winning the Oscar, if I remember correctly, for Best Supporting Actress. And I remember, yes, she did, because I remember thinking. Well, it's got to go to Renee, and she won. And, uh, man, the story, it's based uh, during the Civil War, and a soldier is in a hospital. He's wounded. He's been fighting in the Civil War for uh, going on four years. And he says, you know what? I've had enough. I want to go back to the woman I love, uh, this woman that I I only briefly knew, and uh, she lived with her father, and I want to go back to her. I'm done with this. And so he goes AWOL. And uh, escapes from the, he leaves the hospital, and he's on the run. 
Because back then, if you deserted uh, your military uh, assignment, you were essentially hunted down. I mean, they wouldn't they wouldn't go, hey, Johnson's not here. Let's go find him. But there were these roving teams of uh, other soldiers that would look for runaway uh, military people. And so um, he's on the run, and he's got to make his way back to an area of the Appalachians, uh, essentially known as Cold Mountain. And it's it's very much a, um, I, I don't want to say modern, because obviously this took place in, in the Civil War. It's an updated version of Homer's The Odyssey. And the story bounces back and forth between this soldier and the and the people he meets and the characters he comes across and the, the adventures um, he has while trying to make his way back to this woman he loves. And we also learn a lot about the the woman and uh, how she's doing and, and how she's living and um, how she is he, she makes a new friend uh, in this uh, with this other woman who knows the land very well and can help her farm and everything. And uh, boy, uh, this the language, some of it is so poetic and so beautiful and uh really it really makes your heart swell and it it breaks your heart and it's it, i think it's terrific it's one of those books where i would say almost every page i had to look up a word uh because some of the language is dated uh some of the words uh, are oh like botanical and um uh or even um aviary in nature like <laughs> I looked up a word and it was just a, a type of bird I was like oh all right well at least not. <laughs> so um yeah it's 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 a dense read but it's so worth it and it's one of those weird books where I remember liking it back in the day and then uh, recently I just didn't I, I couldn't remember much about it I knew that I liked it and I took a trip up to the uh in September I took a trip uh, to a very secluded cabin at the top of this mountain. And th- the area that that mountain was in was the area that Cold Mountain takes place in, uh, uh, partially. So uh, I thought, man, wouldn't it be cool to revisit that book while I'm sitting here, uh, essentially on the land that it's talking about? And I read uh, about half of it on that trip. And when I got home, for whatever reason, I didn't pick it up again until... Uh, this week, it, one of those things. I'm sure you've all done that, you readers out there who, for whatever reason, you get sidetracked and you go, "Oh, I, I um, forgot I was, or you know, for whatever reason, I stopped reading that and I need to pick it back up." So I uh, and I, I, so that's what I did this this week. I, I picked uh, Cold Mountain back up and finished it, and boy, am I glad I did. A wonderful novel, Cold Mountain, by Charles Frazier. And after you read it, uh, treat yourself to the film. So, uh, let's take a look at a letter that came in from, uh, oh, from Martin MJF, a good man, a talented man. He, uh, he brings something up that, um, well, I appreciate it, but I also kind of want to clarify. So he says, uh, hey, in my opinion, you shouldn't ever apologize for your content of the podcast, even if you might think it's lame. And uh, I started thinking about it, and I, re- I think I gave myself a hard time last week in particular. Um, but often I, I will go, I wonder, I'll just say out loud to you, uh, 
is this interesting? Is this does anybody care about this at all? Or I'll kind of make self-deprecating jokes about how uh, I've just been rambling or not really talking about anything. And um, I want you to know that uh, I'm never when I do that. I'm never suggesting to you, my guest, that you should get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> or that I feel like I'm I'm wasting your time. I don't. I feel like we're having a good hang. But um, I do like being self-deprecating at times, and because uh, it, it makes me laugh to think about. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. For whatever reason, it makes me laugh. So um, uh, thank you for that, uh, Marty. And uh, uh, no, I. I uh, it's going to happen again. I'm going to apologize to you guys for for wasting your time, whether it be deliberate or not. <laughs> but know that I am enjoying uh, every second. So uh, I've also been getting some letters uh, from because if you have a question for me or anything like that, it's Josh podcast at Bob and Tom dot com. And a handful of you have been asking about uh, my love life or my relationship status and, and things like that. And, uh, hey, I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, wanting to know, but uh, that's not something I, I care to talk about. And the reason is I feel like um, I'm a pretty open book and I, I give a lot of myself on uh, the morning show and on this podcast. And I, I like to keep things some things for myself. I like to uh, have a few things that are just mine. And uh, th- that happens to be one of them. Um, I can tell you that... Uh, uh, you know, in a vague sense, uh, things are good and there's no shortage of love uh, in my life. And uh, that, um, um, uh, you know, I'm always trying to be better uh, when it comes to things like relationships and always working on stuff like that. So, uh, but I'm just I'm just not willing to get into specifics. Um, it's weird uh, being, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing. It's weird... Uh, I think I think some folks would be really surprised at how introverted a lot of performers or entertainers or people in the public eye are and it's it it kind of seems unfair to sometimes it doesn't make sense it's like well you're choosing to put yourself out there and you're uh you clearly crave some sort of spotlight um so how can you complain about people, uh, you know, giving you the attention that you seemingly seek? And uh, by the way, I I uh, I hope none of uh, nobody misconstrued me, ex- me my explanation for not talking about relationships and things, um, like cur- current relationships and stuff, um, as complaining. I was I was not doing that at all, um, but. Uh, there are times where you'll hear a public figure complain, like, oh, I can't go anywhere. Oh, I can't. And it's easy for every, for me and everybody to go, well, that's the trade-off, isn't it? You're rich and famous, and uh, you sacrifice some anonymity for that. But it's kind of, I, I've been thinking about this in the last couple of days particularly, and I'll tell you why in a second. I guess the last 24 hours or so. Um, because... Uh, it's kind of unfair, right? Like that's that's not necessarily how how it works. Just because somebody enjoys entertaining and being in you know a uh, an actor or a singer or uh, on the radio or whatever, 
whatever you're doing, there's more anonymity with radio than, than there are those other things, but um, doesn't necessarily mean that they're, they want to be talked to at a urinal or they want to be, uh, um, you know, quote unquote, bothered at a restaurant. And uh, I always like it when people say hi. I uh, I, I do. And um, if I'm busy doing something, I will just let that person know. Like, oh, man, I really appreciate it. Hey, I'm in the middle of uh, uh, working this thing out with this, with whoever I'm talking to, whatever. But I really appreciate you. You know what I mean? There are ways to do it. Um, but if you're Leonardo DiCaprio, you can't. You would spend all day talking, explaining yourself out of situation. You know, you'd be like, I, look, I haven't had one minute of time to think. I just need. <laughs> so there are probably times where you do want to snap, and you do snap, maybe even in spite of your yourself. <laughs> the reason that this has been on my mind is because, as most of you know, and this this may seem odd, uh, Dustin Diamond died, the guy who played Screech on Saved by the Bell. And uh, there are um, look. I'm no, I'm not above uh, making inappropriate off-color jokes when it comes to uh, <laughs> famous people passing away and stuff like that. And um, because to me, and I, I touched on this on an earlier podcast, sometimes inappropriate humor is just a defense mechanism. And it's also so inappropriate that that's what's funny to me. Um, not Not the joke itself, but the brazenness or rudeness or whatever that's that's what kind of makes me laugh and i know that's a weird thing but it I, I, that's just how it is for me so but this but dustin diamond got me think it just talk about a guy who his reputation was not good he um by by most accounts was unfriendly and mean he in fact he was uh hell he stabbed a guy i haven't really looked up the specifics of that but i i know he got into a fight in a bar he was always arguing with people and, and threatening to fight them um i'm not saying this is a hundred percent who he was but these are aspects of of who he was and he uh did stab somebody and he at one point he lost his he was broke and you wonder it's easy for us to go oh my gosh you were on a a syndicated sitcom for so many years. How do you not have any money left? Well, you never know. And with him, it's a little easier to go. Well, nobody hired him after after Saved by the Bell. Who could? How could you hire Screech to play a cop, or a, a medical doctor, or um, the romantic lead? I mean, that's just the he was so pigeonholed in that nerdy little role that. He couldn't break out of it, and you you could it could also be said Hollywood wouldn't allow him to break out of it. We'll never know if he was talented at anything other than being Screech, because he I don't know that he ever got the chance. He made a porno at one point because um, he needed money and attention or whatever. But what got me so anyway, his reputation not good, but I look at it and kind of go. Can you can you blame him? That guy must have. Imagine the life he must have had. Um, not only during Saved by the Bell, but 
but even worse, post Saved by the Bell. Because during, he's at least still working and he's um, making money. But he was the butt of the joke in that show. He was a buffoon. He wasn't, he was the one member of the core cast that wasn't considered hot. And he was treated like that by his audience as well, not just on the show. That, I mean, he could not get out from under that screech shadow. And uh, this all may seem very slight, that the star of a, uh, <laughs> a, a Saturday morning syndicated comedy that by most, if I remember correctly, never once made me laugh. But I watched uh, quite a few episodes. Um, I, you know, I'm, the uh, canned audience sure seemed to think it was funny. I remember it just being a mindless sort of show with some hot girls, and uh, I could watch it while I was eating cereal or or whatever. And so, it may seem like why are you spending all this thought on uh, Dustin Diamond? It just it just struck me that I think he had a pretty sad life, and that his reputation of being an a-hole um, is is a little unfair because, of course, he was. Because I guarantee he, man, where did he find a break from it? And I, I, you hope he did, but I don't think he did. And I think his behavior and personality in the last part, of, you know, in, in uh, post Saved by the Bell proved that. Um, Mario Lopez... Uh, isn't a, uh, <laughs> stabbing people in a bar. Um, uh, you know, n- nobody else in that cast, they may have, uh, everybody's got their own personal things going on. But Screech's, uh, and man, I mean, I just proved right there, I didn't call him Dustin just now. I called him Screech. Dustin's uh, issues, personal issues were so bad that they all became pretty public. They became, you know, he couldn't keep it in his own home he had to i mean they just they they blew up they were they became public and i mean he was he spent his life as a punchline and it could not it had to have been painful and i'm not i don't i don't say any of this to try to make anybody feel bad um because uh he you know what i see may not be um all he he may have had a, t- a Many happy days, you know, he may have, uh, who's to say, I don't know much about the guy. I just know what I have seen and what I've theorized. So I could be, I could be way off on this. I have a feeling I'm not, um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, man for the, and, and it's, it's, oh, it's just such an interesting dichotomy. How do the famous stay private and uh should they be allowed to it's a debate i think that will never go away in a world where anyone can become literally anyone can become famous oh boy uh with one like 20 second video think of the guy skateboarding to that fleetwood mac song drinking ocean spray that guy, all of a sudden, what do you think? Uh, a third, h- half of the world 
knew about him <laughs> after uh, a, 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 who knows how long. I mean, we are in the age where to be famous, um, you all it takes is a random, a seemingly random video uh, that that uh, <laughs> that gets some traction. Um, plenty of people are still getting famous on, uh, you know, working hard and, and, uh, talent and honing their craft and things like that. I'm old school when it comes to that stuff. I prefer that sort of fame. I I prefer fame that uh, seems earned. Um, but I do not begrudge anybody for becoming famous out of luck or timing or, uh, Hell, I wouldn't even say that the the ocean. I would never say the ocean guy, ocean spray guy, wasn't skilled. He was <laughs> holding a phone, uh, skateboarding down the street. I couldn't do it. That takes a certain amount of skill. <laughs> so it's just interesting. And so now, um, is that guy no longer allowed to to read a book on a park bench and uh, and not be bothered? And again, not every fan encounter for these people are they can't, they can't all be bothersome. There's no way. There's no way. They have to like some of it. But it's something to think about. It's something I think about a lot. I, I mean, I've come in contact with um, many people whose names and faces you would recognize, and um, I have to stop myself sometimes from uh, gushing um, or... Uh, you know, just just want to, uh, being annoying with my questions about certain things they did or stuff like that, and letting them have their uh, their space. But I also have to make sure I'm not too avoidant. Meaning, if um, oh hell, if I'm opening for uh, a really famous comedian, um, I want to make sure that I'm friendly and talking to them. You know, not not ignoring them. I mean, there's there. Are, there there's a, a happy medium to be found. And I've I've l- been lucky enough to be around enough people who I consider celebrities to to sort of learn where that happy medium is. And, of course, everybody's different. You have to adjust it a bit. But uh, what a, it's just an interesting thing. It, it's, it's really interesting. Well, how do you feel about it? Consider uh, how do you act when uh, you see somebody that you consider famous? Um. Maybe you're super shy and you don't even say anything. Maybe you uh, do what uh, many people did with Dustin Diamond. Hey, Screech, you suck. (laughs) That kind of thing. (laughs) And maybe you're not doing it because you want to hurt his feelings or you're you're being negative. You're just uh, joining in. You're just doing what you've seen the other characters on that show do to him or whatever. Um, that's your way of letting him, you know, it's a strange thing. It, it, it's, it's really interesting and, uh, something to think about. I think the, it, it, hmm, it, it really, it, it, it really is something to think about. Obviously I don't have all my thoughts on the matter, um, completely. I, I'm unable to articulate them. Entirely because it's a it's an ongoing debate in my own head. But uh, I, I have this suggestion. If you see somebody that you're a fan of, an athlete, a singer, an actor, a comedian, whatever, 
um, just be nice. Just be nice. And treat them like you would anybody, any normal person that you're meeting. That has never failed for me. Um, and in fact, there are, t- there are a few um, instances where it went really well for me, where I ended up becoming friends with uh, th- that person because I treated them like I would uh, any anybody else. So um, I, I'm not trying to give you a lesson here or anything like that or to uh, you know suggest that how you look at fame and celebrity is bad. Not at all. Not at all. I just think it's a really interesting conversation. And, um, yes, if you see somebody and you'd like to say hi, you can do just that. You know what? Hello. I just want to let you know I really enjoy your work. Thank you. Thank you for it. That is that is so nice. I If, if a performer or an – if somebody doesn't like hearing that, then that is on them. They are uh, – now, look, everybody has a bad day. But – if you are genuine and you say something as simple and concise as that and meaningful um, and they're rude to you, <laughs> there's a chance they might just be a prick. <laughs> Give them the benefit of the doubt and go, you know what, the guy the, the, the guy or the lady, uh, who knows what happened. Um, I'll, I'll hopefully, you know, try not to take it too personally if they're rude to you, but hopefully they won't be. And... Uh, um, if you ever see me out and about, I just want to let you know, leave me the hell alone. All right. That's all I ask. <laughs> oh, I'm just joshing you. Ugh. Can you imagine if that's what I named this podcast? Just joshing you. I think I might do it. So, uh, all right. Well, I'm looking over my notes here. And, uh, oh, damn it. I had one other story, but I just dropped it. <laughs> now, let me pick it up here. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're not going to do it? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. No, not you. Oh, shoot. It's the lady. Yeah. Are you almost done with this project? I know, but can you at least, can you, (laughs) I was about to take this to uh, an unfortunate place and I stopped myself. Uh, So let me, let me do another take here. Are you still working on this project? What? Three months? All right. Apparently she's going to be around for another three months. So, uh, anyway, we'll see uh, how this goes. No, I'm not complaining. It's just, it seems like uh, an awful long project. We'll talk to Tom about it. All right. Listen. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, I... um, did not write down something for us to work on this week. So I will talk to you guys next week. 